Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. It's This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Take home the Honda of your dreams during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event going on now. Visit NorthernOhioHondaDealers.com. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, we're talking to tech visionaries who are reviving the Rust Belt by turning aging manufacturing powerhouses into modern technology hubs. We'll also learn how the federal government has its sights set on possibly breaking up and regulating big tech companies and how both used car batteries and food waste can help power our cities in the future. All this and more coming up. This week, we're taking a look at two business incubators trying to bring new jobs and opportunity to Northeastern Ohio through innovative new technology. Doug Weintraub is the CEO of the Bounce Innovation Hub in downtown Akron. We have primarily technology businesses, but with the opening of our first floor space, which is a 27,000 square foot open innovation hub, it allows us to service entrepreneurs from all walks of life. So... The best way to describe it is if you have an idea, if you have a business, and you need help, Bounce is the place to come. And we're in downtown Akron, and we're open to anybody and everyone in all walks of life to help them in their startup businesses and their ideas. It's not for mature businesses. It's not for large established type businesses as far as a place to operate out of. As you move up the building, and there's nine floors to the Bounce building, people are operating their businesses within the technology component field. So that would be software, that would be advanced materials, that would be biotech. So can you tell me specifically how you help technology businesses grow and thrive and maybe even turn out some new products? We work very specifically with the businesses and we assign an entrepreneur in residence to each of the businesses here at Bound. And that entrepreneur in residence will allow those folks to have a place that they can call as far as as they grow and expand their business. So whether they're doing sales and marketing or finance or accounting or they have a production issue, the folks here are experts and know where to go to help those people with their business. Meanwhile, in Warren, their focus is a little bit different, but their goal, bringing new jobs to the area, is the same. Rick Stockberger is the vice president and COO of Tech Belt Energy Innovation Center. We talked to him recently about the possibility that an Ohio company called Workhorse might land a big contract to build electric-powered trucks for the U.S. Postal Service, and they might do it at the old GM Lordstown plant, which shut down a few months ago ago and put 1,200 employees out of work. We really focus in on the energy ecosystem. So that goes anywhere from batteries to fuel cells and then even electric vehicle batteries. So we have the testing capabilities there. We work with several organizations, including uh, organizations like Tesla, to help them characterize and understand the best batteries that they can be utilizing for their vehicles. So Workhorse coming has really been a little bit of uh, good news that we've been working on future-facing projects. One of the things that I think we get caught up in on a lot is, you know, how do we how do we keep manufacturing the same things that we used to manufacture? And I really think the leadership in the Mahoning Valley is starting to look towards the future. And so it's really good to start getting these 
wins, even though losing 5,000 workers at GM, the potential 100 to 500 workers that are coming with Workhorse doesn't make up for that loss. But at the same time, we have a long way to go with working with the former workers of Lordstown, getting them ready for new technologies and building that. We're not all the way there. And it's an exciting time for the opportunity for us to start upskilling our workforce, looking at future-facing technologies. Also today, Honda is researching ways to give electric vehicle batteries a second life. What do you do with old electric car batteries? I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. Honda is working on that question in a direction that seems to be shaping up as a consensus. Take out old EV batteries and use them in power centers that are essentially big backup units for the electrical grid in a given city when it has outages or extreme loads. Now, if these batteries work, why not leave them in cars? Because EV owners are sensitive to range erosion. An electric car that has lost, say, 20% or more of its original range from a charge may likely be replaced by the owner and perhaps suffer from very low appeal to secondhand buyers. But city backups use a big array of these batteries where the capacity of any given one isn't that much of an issue. They are also a lot cheaper in that condition. Good for managing the cost of building such a program and the cost of electricity. High-tech cars and modern driving at CoolionCars.com. And speaking of cars, wouldn't it be great if flat tires could just fix themselves? Well, one day in the not-too-distant future, they may be able to do just that. Jeff Gilbert reports. The new version of the Ford Explorer will be the first SUV with new tires from Michelin that seal themselves and prevent flats. Punctures cause about 80% of, of flat tires, and uh, the sealant... Uh, prevents that tire from going flat. Explorer marketing manager Lee Newcomb says this doesn't prevent all flats and the fix is temporary, so you will need a repair long term, but you don't have to change the tire. It allows you to continue to stay on the road and enjoy uh, the time with your family and friends. These new tires will be standard on upper trims of the new Explorer and optional on other trims. With the Car Chronicles, I'm Jeff Gilbert, CBS News. And whether you're cooking for one or for a whole army, there's always some food that goes to waste. But what if all that waste in the kitchen could be transformed into energy that everybody could use? Rajon explains. Almost a third of all food is not eaten, according to the United States Department of Agriculture's comprehensive study of the subject back in 2015. 31% food loss at the retail and consumer levels corresponded to approximately 133 billion pounds and $161 billion worth of food in 2010. This amount of waste has far-reaching impacts on food security, resource conservation, and climate change. To protect the environment, relieve hunger, and save money, states are trying to reduce those numbers. California, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Vermont already restrict the amount of food and other organic waste, such as soiled and compostable paper and yard waste, that can be dumped into landfills. Maryland, New Jersey, and New York are considering similar laws. Reducing food waste can provide an economic boost. An independent study done for Massachusetts two years after it implemented its law found that it created more than 900 new jobs and added $175 million in economic activity. The repurposing of food waste into useful byproducts like the heat and methane gas 
gas generated from its natural microbial breakdown into compost, which in itself is a useful byproduct, has spawned a massive market of innovations for the home and municipalities. Mobile food waste energy generators and anaerobic biodigesters like the one found on campus at UC Davis, where food waste from the students and surrounding community is being diverted into large white oxygen-deprived tanks. Bacterial microbes in the tanks feast on food and yard waste, converting it into clean energy. That feeds the campus electrical grid. I'm Rich On, and this is your Green Air Minute. For more on the power of compost, visit greenairradio.com. The federal government has launched investigations into Apple, Google, Facebook, and Amazon. CBS News correspondent Anne-Marie Green says the antitrust probes will be split between the Department of Justice and the Federal Trade Commission. The DOJ will handle Apple and Google while the FTC examines Facebook and Amazon. The investigations come as the tech companies face questions about consumer privacy, alleged misuse of personal data, and the spread of disinformation. The House Judiciary Committee is opening its own investigation. The committee says that it's the first time Congress has investigated this type of behavior by tech giants. And just in time for summer, a new high-tech way for you to go on vacation, have a fabulous time, eat fabulous meals, look fabulous, and, you know, just be fabulous for, like, no money, completely for free. Ever see friends' vacation photos while scrolling social media and think, man, I wish I was there? Well, a new study by Jet Coast finds two-thirds of us lie about our vacations online or exaggerate details. Of 4,000 Americans questioned, 68% admit to embellishing just how much they enjoyed the trip. And 52% say they never admit their vacation was a failure. And 10% admit to posting fake pictures online with websites like Fake a Vacation, which will superimpose you on a Florida beach or on a visit to the Grand Canyon for 50 bucks. Matt Piper, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro, driven by your Northern Ohio Honda dealers. Tune in next week for more tech news and find out more online at WAKR.net. Take home the Honda of your dreams during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event going on now. Visit NorthernOhioHondaDealers.com.